Yeah, but stop giving yourself a hard time about it, do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. I just wish I could speak Polish. I know, but do you know how much fucking magic language I speak? Not magic language? All the shit I read earlier. Oh. <laughs> I say magic language. I, I thought you were talking about Irish, but... No. Um, magic language because it was various languages. It wasn't just one language. <laughs> Welcome to Crime by the Bar. Welcome one, welcome all. I'm Jonathan. I'm Anna. And we're here. It, oh, yeah, it, it, Tuesday. It is Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. I never get that right. I know, I know, I know. <clears throat> um, do you remember the last time we were here? No, it wasn't the last time. A few times ago we were here mm -hmm. and we made a joke about someone on the roof. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a group chat with my neighbors. Mm-hmm that are in the buildings on the top floor next door. Oh, really? Someone was on the roof. There was what? someone climbing over the roof and um, one of the neighbors went up the next day mm -hmm. and yeah, they were drinking up there. There were broken glasses and stuff. Well, that kind of explains it. I wonder if they enjoyed the podcast. Well, next time we're recording and we hear someone on the roof, there's probably someone on the roof. How scary is that? And the last that couple makes of nights, it way creepy. Like, yeah. The first times we heard it and I was hearing it, like, no, 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 that's the wind, that's the wind, and the yeah. hatch and stuff like that. But no, it was five in the morning, apparently. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a bit creepy. It's super creepy. And the last two nights of her drilling in the early hours of the morning. That Some, is less creepy, but... Yeah. Well... I don't Annoying. know, it's pretty creepy. Well, why would you be drilling at that time? What are you doing? Well, 5 a.m.? 5 a.m. was the person on the yeah. roof. Yeah, yeah. Um, no idea was... if they reported it to the police. I hope they did. What do you do? Yeah. Hey, there's someone who was drinking on my roof last night. There's broken glass. Mm. At least there's a report then, right? Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Because if we all end up murdered, then they, well... They'll have our WhatsApp chat, chats, probably. <laughs> if that Ulster rugby rape trial has taught me anything, WhatsApps oh. are definitely going to be brought out in court. True, true. Um, but yeah, super creepy. Speaking of reports, by the way, I didn't tell you, but I finally managed to file my uh, police report for... For your bike? Yes, I got crimed, lost my bike. And all the updates that were, like, weirdly like around midnight um on the friday night you and did stuff tell like me that, this to tell you that but yes. i hadn't checked them when i told you oh and apparently there were three separate updates just saying nah we're not gonna do anything about this really yeah well it's kind of understandable but lots of bikes are stolen but still mm. Mm. Yeah, who knows there might be hope if it's picked up somewhere it might show up yeah Ooh. oh oh so I guess the big drama this week is I'm pretty sure I know what crime you're doing. <laughs> I am most definitely sure that you know what crime I'm doing. You told me so yourself. Well, I mean, we haven't discussed the name of it. <laughs> True, and not really any details apart from the country, but you, I'm is, pretty sure you figured it out. Is it a guy with the surname like Vala or Vaca or something? Um, Bala. Bala. You yeah, know it. I know it. I know and it. And now maybe some listeners know as well. Um... But it also puts me in a unique position to decide who's worse this exactly. week. Exactly. I can do nothing to argue against you. Um, I think I'm worst. 
Oh, really? I do. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, makes for an interesting change. True, and also gives us a period of drinking and talking and, you know, going back and forth on your crime. And maybe I can stall enough so we'll have enough drinks that you'll find everything new and refreshing and amazing regardless. Uh, don't worry, I'm like having enough drinks that I'm really not going to remember and <laughs> I've been doing so much research on my crime yeah, and that um, yeah like mine it was some really interesting research mm-hmm. some really interesting research it's a Macedonian mm-hmm. crime right. and I Which had to go to interesting a, in and of itself yeah I had to go to a lot of original sources to get some of it mm. there's there's a fair bit of uh, worldwide coverage on it mm. surprisingly but um most of the foreign press had the same kind of details, and a lot of them turned out to be wrong, hmm. which is super interesting. Okay. Um, but they don't even use the same alphabet, so I have symbols I don't understand in my head, so I'm really not going to remember much of yours, so I wouldn't be too worried. Um, but, yeah. They don't use oh, they Cyrillic, do, do they? No. They do. They, they use Cyrillic. I, I, I can show you the dude's name in Magic alphabet (laughs) (laughs) you probably shouldn't because i i should be able to know it but i've forgotten all of it oh yeah definitely cyrillic yeah Mm. Mm. i should know that but i do not remember um i need practice it's a name it's fine and it was in english right next to it i didn't even look at that (laughs) um well without further ado have you heard of Vlado Tansky. No. Well, that's a good start. <laughs> um, I'd never heard of this before either. Um, okay. So, Kisevo, Macedonia. Um, I'm going to bring you back to the year 2003. Mm. Um, Kisevo is a small town. It's um, like 120 kilometers or 75 miles away from the Macedonian capital of Skopje. Hmm. Um, it's only got like 3,000 residents. I have a map for you because I thought you might enjoy a map. 3,000 is quite so- tiny, yeah. Sorry, why did I say 3,000? This is like whenever my mystery I said Sligo was in the, the south. <laughs> yeah west or something of ireland it's like why did i say that that's not even true and i know where it is i've been there many times why did i say southwest but to be fair you probably haven't counted the inhabitants of this town in macedonia no but it's it's about thirty thousand, three zero thousand. um here is it on a map in case your geography is terrible like mine it is uh oh look at that it's within the country yes it's there, and the picture underneath it is of nice terracotta-roofed houses mm. in the town. It's a re- sea of identical houses. Well, not the house roofing, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, it's really nice. It's on the edge of a national forest, national park mm. thing. It looks pretty nice. beautiful. Um, but on the 30th of May, 2003, a, uh, a woman, Gritsa Paleska, Gritsa Paleska, mm. um, She's a 79-year-old. She was described as a cleaner who was on a low income, um, and she went missing. Um, There were really hardly any details about her disappearance. In fact, I couldn't find her name um, in any non-local sources, which is quite strange. Yeah, but Hmm. she was mentioned in in a lot of foreign press later on. Um, But she was also described as being 78 in most press so like yeah it's, it's super strange but yeah she was 79 
Her name was Gorica Poliska and um, she went missing. And considering how infrequent um, crime happens in the town, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, it's 79-year-old, it's pretty weird. Um, it, it was kind of big news. But, you know, it, it blew over and about a year and a half later, a bit more, um, on the 12th of January 2005, there was another woman, Mitra Simjanska, um, who was 64, was found dead. And that's when shit mm. gets real. I'm going to spare the gory details because it, it's 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 really bad. We'll, we'll put it that way. It's really, really, really bad. Um, but essentially, she was tied up. She was beaten really badly. Um, she was sexually assaulted pretty much any way you can imagine. Um, mm. And then she was strangled to death with a phone cord. And it was the same phone cord that had been used to tie her up initially. Um, Again, she was also described as being low income, low social status, and also a cleaner. Um, She lived in the same area of Kosevo as the missing Hmm. 79-year-old. That's Garitza. Um, She, yeah, it was bad. Um, Her dismembered naked body was found tied up, um, so still with the phone cord around her body pieces okay um and she was put into nylon bags and left on the outskirts of town yeah so but also sorry it it is the gory things but also dismembered and like still tied up tied up dismembered and still tied up so imagine the way i read it Mm. was um she was tied up with a phone cord Mm -hmm. and then chopped up Mm. and the phone cord wasn't removed so then she was put into bags and dumped Hmm. So the the tying up thing was still there. Yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know how many bags. If that, may, yeah, I don't think it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yep. So, I mean, it's it's quite difficult to say these two were related because, you know, one's a seventy nine year old missing woman who actually personally the the seventy nine year old Garitza hmm. knew the sixty four year old. Mitra, like they, they were okay. in the same social circles. It's a really small town, like 30,000 people. Oh, true. Both cleaners, both similar age group. Hmm. Um, like they're, yeah, they they fit into a, the same kind of bracket that police would categorize victims in. Yeah. And, um, and they did know each other personally. Um, hmm. And they happened within two years of each other in a place where there's relatively no crime of this kind, at least. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of scary. The the next one that was reported was Luz, Luzbika Likoska. Um, she was 56. It was um, She was found on the 20th of February 2007. And without going into the gory details, she essentially suffered the exact same fate. The only difference was the bags were dropped in a different uh, area on the outskirts of town. Okay. Um, and again, almost exactly the same. two years um, it was, yeah, there was 25 months b- between the bodies being huh. found on those two. Yeah. And yeah, e- exact same thing. In fact, the description is, um, talks about how both of the women were not recognizable. They were that badly beaten. Mm. So it's, it's, it's pretty grim stuff. Um, and yep. because that of course isn't enough. We had a third body showed up on the 16th of May, 2008. So this is just over a year later. Um, Zivana Temeloska, um, she was 65. Um, 
the only thing different here was that she had 13 deep wounds on her skull as well as multiple rib fractures everything else in terms of beating assault um rape strangulation tied up Mm. uh being dismembered all of that stuff exactly the same um when i say deep wounds i'm assuming stab wounds yeah yeah well, that's that how, that's how it reads. But mm. a lot of this comes from the original sources. So it's, yep. I mean, it, I could be wrong on that. Um, but yeah, she was also 65. She also knew the first three personally. All of them knew each other personally. Hmm. All of them were the same kind of age bracket. So you have the youngest was 56 and the oldest was 79. Hmm. And yeah, they were all cleaners. Yeah. So... Bad times all around. Mm. Um, unfortunately, the police really didn't have any leads. Um, and the, the whole town was really shaken up by this. Um, luckily, there there were some pretty decent local journalists. And there was one in particular that um, took their interest. There's this guy called Vlado Teneski, who is 56. And he was a journalist with more than 20 years experience. Um, He'd recently gone freelance. There'd been some kind of a labor dispute. The literal translation was um, there was a violation of labor discipline. But essentially, (laughs) yeah. I I can see where that's going. um, He'd been freelance for maybe a year. He was also based in the same town and um, was working pretty closely with the police when the first body was was found. Hmm. Um, he was asking police questions about the profile of the killer and the likely motive. And he'd been working in the, the local daily newspapers for, yeah, for a long time, 20 plus years. Hmm. He'd um, won praise for his reporting from his colleagues. And it's a really small, tight-knit community, like not only yeah, with the 30,000 people, but also... You can imagine the number of journalists in Macedonia. It's mm-hmm. a smaller number than if you're talking about UK or something. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he, he was a pretty reliable guy. Just after uh, Zivana was was found, so that was the, the third body, the fourth potential victim, mm. one of the reporters at the Nova Macdonia, uh well, <laughs> a reporter at one of the local newspapers mm-hmm. um, said that they'd got a pitch about um, doing a story on this and it was the first time anyone had um, gone into detail on how the crimes were connected. So it's actually kind of exciting. Um, really? Yeah, they said on... This is a direct quote from um, this reporter at the newspaper. His name is Ghost. There are not enough files here, and then all of a sudden there's a whole string of them. So, um, Ghost Tripkovsky. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but I invented a couple of letters. Oh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this guy Ghost says, on May 18th, just after the gruesome murder of Zivana Temeloska, mm. um, Vlado called and pitched a story to us. Um, he was very quietly spoken, but also very persuasive. Um, as a contributor, we published his story in the main article on the crime pages the next day under the headline, A Serial Killer Stalks Kisevo 2, um, because the murders followed a series of killings in uh, in another town called Orchard, um, although those killings were, were totally different and we'll get into in a little bit okay the next bit again it's a direct quote and it's it's what keeps coming up over and over again um the guy says to tell the truth i didn't believe the story almost nothing happens in macedonia and suddenly we have two serial killers stalking our tiny country in a matter of months Hmm. um yeah 
I'll read you an extract from the article that was published. It's it's translated, but I'll read you an extract from the article that was published on the nineteenth of May. Do, please do. Um, so this is three days after uh, that, the third murder. Mm-hmm. The people of Kosevo live in fear after another butchered body has been found in the town. The corpse strongly resembles one discovered twenty kilometers outside of Kosevo last year, and there's a possibility that these monstrous murders are the work of a serial killer. Both women were tortured and murdered in the same fashion, which rules out the possibility that this could have been done by two different people. The Orchard serial killer murdered three people in 2007, but his victims were all street-based money exchangers, and his motive was to rob them. The motive of the Kosevo monster remains unclear. Both women were friends, living in the same part of town. Police have a few suspects who they're interrogating. The latest body was found in a rubbish dump. It had been tied up with a piece of phone cable with which the woman had clearly been previously strangled. The murderer's motivation remains unclear. Um, mm. So, not good. Um, well, I think we can all agree on that. There are quite a few other stories that end up being published by the same journalist who really seems to know his stuff. Um, but, like I say... Even editors who'd worked with him for years were really skeptical whenever he offered the story because it just seemed ridiculous. Like, there's no way we've got a serial killer here, despite all these coincidences. Um, he obviously had Wait, a really, yeah. I uh, just got a no, no, no. I just got a very strong vibe. Maybe he knows a bit too much. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, no. There was something in the phrasing there. <clears throat> Ignore um, me. Continue. <laughs> he. He obviously had a good connection with local um, law enforcement mm. because he gave more details on the crimes than were in the original re- police reports. Hmm. His colleagues characterized him as <laughs> a calm power, a lonely man, full of kindness, looking and always finding. He, he did go back to the previous victims and mm. he was described as having visited the grieving relatives in their home to ask about the victims um, and who may have killed them. He wrote a lot of articles with a lot of shocking details about how the women were abducted, beaten and sexually assaulted before being strangled and disposed of. Mm. Um, if we go back to the second victim, so Lishbika... I, I'm so concerned I'm pronouncing her name badly, but I don't think there's a lot I can do. Um, <laughs> she, her sister, um, Svetanka, um, he went to visit her. He said, she said, he came to see me and asked some details about my sister. Um, he asked for her photo. And um, also the son of the third uh, woman who'd, who'd been murdered, uh, Zivana. Mm-hmm. Her son also met him. He said he came to our house, we talked, he asked for details. And yeah, it, it seems to be the case. He went to like the kids, the mm. brothers and sisters, um, the parents, like all sorts. It was even the grandparents, some, or sorry, the, the grandchildren sometimes to ask about oh, these women. Okay. So mm. yeah, you're making all the faces <laughs> at me right now. Um, but um, unlike... His rival correspondents who were covering the case, Vlado's reports revealed that the women had been strangled and their bodies had been tied up with a telephone cord. Mm. Um, And they also included later on really detailed speculation about um, how the killer might have abducted the victims Mm -hmm. um, and also was was questioning the police's handling on the case and their choice of suspects. Oh, okay. Just for a little bit of background on Vlado, his uh, deceased mother, um, now deceased mother, had also been a cleaner for many years and knew all four of the women we've discussed 
personally. Hmm. Um, Vlado had been married for 31 years. Um, he and his wife were estranged um, by the time this stuff started happening. Mm-hmm. But she said it was an ideal marriage. She described Vlado as quiet and gentle. And um, that the only time that she'd known him to get aggressive was when they were living with his parents. So, yeah, they had a, they had a couple of children together. Um, hmm. His dad actually died by suicide in 1990, whenever um, his dad was 38 at the time. Oh. And... That's, yeah, I know. Yeah. Vlado already had a pretty terrible relationship with his mother, but after his father's death, um, the, the relationship got increasingly worse. Um, mm. There are reports that she treated him really badly, that she beat him and, um, yeah, humiliated him whenever he was a kid. So don't know any more details than that. And again, this was only local sources, so translated sources. Yeah. yeah. Um, So it's kind of difficult to know anything. Mm. Unfortunately for Vlado, the police hadn't actually released the cause of death as strangulation. Um, They hadn't released it to anyone. And he'd gone into details about the telephone cable being used and even described it as the killer's signature weapon. Um, So yeah, it didn't look great. (laughs) <laughs> it did mean the police could obtain a search warrant and in his home amongst his uh, his porn stash, which was described as an impressive archive with clear focus on rape scenes, um, mm. they found notes on the murders, like actual notes on the murders. So uh. whether it's journalistic notes or whatever else, it's a pretty weird place to keep your work. Kind of not yeah. the ideal combination you want for your archive no they ended up taking a dna sample from him and it matched samples collected at two of the crime scenes Mm. um there was also hair found with uh one of the bodies again matched oh yep um so he was arrested on the 21st of june 2008 but it doesn't end there Police were pretty vocal about how they definitely had him on two of the murders. There was a clear DNA link. Mm-hmm. Um, and they later said that um, they they were confident that he was involved in the first missing woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was the, the, the first body and the second body that they said they could definitely link to him. The third one, they needed more evidence, but they when wanted... We, when you say the first body, you mean the second... Um, um, so Mitra and Lujbika, I think... Lubica. Um, I think those were the two that they could get him on. And mm-hmm. for Zivana, they they said they almost had enough evidence but wanted to put pressure on him um, okay. and see if they could uh, get more information about the first missing woman because mm-hmm. they, we have nothing more on her, yeah. like nothing more on her. They also, in their comments, said that his mother drew a striking re- resemblance physically to all of the women who had gone uh, missing or had um, been found dead. Mm. Yeah, his mother looked like these four women. Yeah, that, that is one thing, and that can, um, I mean, that can be a link from that perspective. But yeah. also, since all of them are already linked as being they they friends. all knew each other personally. They, I mean, it doesn't say they were friends, but they, they moved in the same social circles. They yeah, knew yeah, each yeah. other personally, um, and they all looked like they, each other. Yeah, huh. and um, oh, okay. yeah. So, unfortunately, well, depending on your perspective, not long after he was arrested, he was found dead. 
Um, uh. It was just a few hours after being uh, taken into custody and it was a couple of days after being charged. Um, okay. He was found dead in a bucket of water in his prison cell. Um, the bucket of water seemed to have been taken from the toilet and he drowned face down in it. Um, you can imagine there are some serious doubts about whether or not this was suicide. Really? Yeah. Doubts though, because I'm just trying to think of how how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll I'll give you I'll give you all the bits, and then you can tell me all the reasons why <laughs> okay, okay. it's really weird. Because Thank it's <laughs> it's not even as clear cut as how is that possible? It's like no, this whole thing is slightly weird. Um. Mm. So. You know what, I'll read you a source from a a Russian newspaper. Mm -hmm. It says, on June 23rd, um, the journalist was found dead in in a cell where he was detained. Um, According to preliminary data, he choked his head in a bucket of water. Now the investigation is to find out why Tanesky was not hindered by his cellmates or the prison administration. It should be noted that the death of a journalist does not mean the the end of the investigation in this case, especially since two of the three murders attributed to Tanesky had other people previously convicted. Hmm. So he, he was found drowned face down in this bucket of water um, that he seemed to have taken from the prison toilet. Um, There are a lot of doubts about whether it was suicide. However, a note was found saying, um, I did not commit these murders, and it was under his pillow. Hmm. It was reported there were no signs to indicate he was forced into the bucket. There were no bruising, no struggle, whatever. Um, And a police spokesman announced that, um, and this is a direct quote, so this isn't the phrasing I would choose, but... um, the spokesman said he committed suicide. He put his head in a bucket of water. It's unclear how none of his cellmates or guards noticed while he was doing so. And officials said he had not been considered a suicide risk and there was no suspicion that anyone else was involved in his death. But yeah, yeah, because those two statements go well together. Yeah, but that's that's it. That is the end. Um, we have no idea what happened um, to the first woman. Uh mm. That is to, yeah, we have no idea what happened to Gurudza. And, I mean, officially he wasn't found guilty of anything, but they did find mm. his DNA and uh, police have been pretty explicit in saying he's he is guilty of all four. Um, like, mm. definitely three murders. They suspect the first one was also a murder and uh, they said we, we had enough to get him without a doubt on two of them and we're certain that he's responsible for the third anyway. Okay. But, yeah, that's my story this week. Yeah, okay, I know that I earlier said and kind of left on the whole, ooh, maybe he knows too much thing. Yeah, that was perfect Uh, timing. But it really was. Yeah. But now, I'm, after your reactions, well, I assumed there would be some kind of twist, but I'm wondering if, like, for instance, if he had proper, uh, like, informant in the police, or like a leak, yeah. And like, no, no, they've been working together, feeding him stuff. And then somehow this guy either swaps out some evidence or puts some DNA here and there. No. Plants the notes. No. 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 It, I, I really don't think so because hmm. DNA was found with one of the bodies and also at two of the crime scenes. Hmm. And also all the stuff about these women being known personally to him, about him injecting himself in the, uh, the, um, investigation also seeking out all these family members like 
the whole thing was really bizarre. Like people were it's shocked. Slightly bizarre, but at the same time, could just be overzealous journalists. Nah, I, I, I don't think so. But no, just the mother like, stuff. No, the mother stuff is enough. Like, yeah, but after his dad died, their mother he his relationship with his mother totally broke down. His mm. wife said the only time he'd been aggressive, yeah, was when they lived with his parents. No, this this is clear. This is so clear. I'm I'm just thinking of possibilities because I nah, dude. I I, I, I I have difficulties agreeing with that suicide or so-called suicide. Oh no, I have a massive um, issues with the um, yeah his death. No, I, I think that. Cover, but, but I, mean, I, I think that's bullshit. But also, if you have some guy that's killing uh, nice old ladies in mm-hmm. in a in a town with thirty thousand people, I mean, mm-hmm. is it that much of a stretch to say the guy in a cell next to him isn't gonna go? That could have been my mother. <sighs> And why would the police give a shit if the guy in the cell, like, with him, drowned him in a bucket? Like, you wouldn't care. Well, I mean, also, it's you a probably should care. I mean, yeah, but police, I mean, it could have been anyone's mum, right? Well, yeah, but I'm not by, saying... by that standard, I mean, then no murderer in the world who's ever incarcerated would survive past the first day with that No, but there, so. I think there's a difference. Like, there's a special place for people who kill... Um, yeah, this was a gruesome Someone who's gruesome vulnerable approach. as well. Yeah, well, yeah and I mean... That too. Dude, these women were, like, beyond recognition. Mm. They, it was really messed up. I'm sparing you the gory, gory details, and I oh, still did quite a few of gory... No, he did this. He did this. But just... He did this. You're, I'm not going to argue against you. To be sued, please say he did this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, no, but I, I do want to say because the the f- turning point when you when you turned on me, um, no, uh, with the evidence because okay, his DNA was on uh, like the crime scenes, yes, different bodies and everything. Yes, but if like his leak was the person who actually did it and then tried to set him up. He didn't. He wouldn't have needed to mess with all the DNA on all the crime scenes and all the bodies. Yeah. He would just need to be sure that he was in a position of, at some point, handling the journalist's DNA and then swap it for his own, basically. Yeah, no. Eh. You've lost me. It, it, it depends on how thorough they are there. And I have no idea and I have no concept <laughs> of how stuff worked like 10 years ago because time is a weird thing. Wow, that is 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, no, like one thing that is completely certain with all of these, there might be some sketchiness in, in how Vlado died, but there's no sketchiness in who, who killed these women. I'll um, buy that. I'll buy that. What I will say, which you're probably going to be like, ah, ah, I knew it, <laughs> um, is there was at least one source that I read. No, no, most of them have like, I mean, one source I'd have close to triple figures sources like mm-hmm. a lot of sources um <laughs> maybe one source that mentioned the police thought he didn't do it alone hmm. that yeah okay but um the other thing is he may have been a good journalist before but this mm-hmm. was the first time he'd had this kind of style yeah and okay you might have an informant but nah dude you're the inside <laughs> knowledge plus the the, the tone yeah. of these things it was more um admiration and fear-mongering than um mm. than discussed i think yeah. that says a lot Th- this is true this is true um i do prefer that like, my thing with the informant was just thinking that uh, only case that would make sense was if the informant was actually the um killer and tried to shift blame but 
Yes. Um, actually, not working alone. I do prefer that theory I knew. to my own. Um, I just, I think, I think maybe he was responsible for other ones as well. Hmm. And um, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was responsible for, uh, for the ones like 80 kilometers away and just changed his MO after yeah. his mom died. Because I think his mom died around 2000 and the first victim we know about is 2003. Yeah. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's the other thing is, I think if um, if it was an informant situation, if it was women you knew, you'd have a very different reaction. True. Like you wouldn't really be out for your career unless you actually, well, OK, unless you dislike them. And obviously this guy <laughs> has a bit of a, yeah, we'll call it an issue. It's a bit of an issue there. <laughs> Dude doesn't make friends. But yeah. Hmm. We're back to the gore again, aren't we? Yeah, but we're swapping seats and I'm kind of liking that. So I'll, <laughs> I'll balance the back end a bit. Um, yeah, okay, okay. Mine is not that much of a downer. No, yours is all right. I mean, it's kind <laughs> well, of... Well, you know. Yeah, from what I remember. Or you think you know. I think mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, you have to tell me. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I find this... Um, like he's like a twisted Clark Kent. <laughs> yes, pretty much. But you know, he's he's the journalist and he's the the evil killer guy, mm. and he's writing about it because he wants more attention. Well, maybe maybe it's not that he wants more attention. It's like, hey, I'm I'm freelance now. I need to make some money, <laughs> like the arsonist yeah. uh, Sicilian firefighter volunteer guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that felt way more transactional and uh, yeah this doesn't this is to, to their credit they also wasn't there at least a, like a decent chunk of issues where they're basically like no no they didn't even bother setting a fake fire oh yeah they just like called it in yeah, and yeah it was fine. And just like oh let's take a trip around the block with a car or something yeah I guess it would be like um a guy reporting on crime that never actually happened. Yeah. Interviewing a magic. That's a shit that you can't do that as a journalist. Firefighters can at least pretend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to say one thing that really struck me is how stupid does this guy Vlado have to be to like go, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to report all this shit that no other journalists have access to. And, uh, not even think about whether the police have made it public. Mm hmm. Like, dude, even if you'd have just said strangulation, that's dodgy enough that you're reporting it, but you've been so specific. You've really shot yourself in the foot with that one. Mm -hmm. One of the articles I read, um, and it wasn't a Macedonian article. It Mm. It was a foreign article, like as in foreign to me and not Macedonian. Okay. Um, I can't remember what language it was. And someone replied on the article, it was the only comment in the article, um, basically accusing the police of murdering him. And it was <laughs> like, I mean, they do go into detail about the graphic, horrible nature of the crimes. You really, that that's what you're picking out, not going, wanker. It's, you murdered him, you can't cover this up. And it's like, whoa. Or the police murdered him, they can't cover it up. To be fair though, like the police is supposed to be like i i agree i totally agree and i I can see how people react to that as strongly as well no i get that but i also think like i would be a bit more concerned about two of these murders apparently being solved and having people behind bars i'd be more pissed off about that shoddy police work 
Yeah. I wonder what happened to those people. There was um, only original source Macedonian articles that I could find that referenced it. None of the foreign press ones referenced it. Referenced hmm. it. Really strange. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what the story is there. So they didn't, it wasn't even like a convenient thing that they got this guy. And they really thought he was full of shit whenever he was writing about how they were, the murders were all related. I'm not quite following. What do you mean it wasn't a convenient thing? It it wasn't convenient for them to get him on three murders. It would have been more convenient for them to get him on the unsolved one. Hmm. Like, if you want a nice tidy package. Well, true. You you find the guy guilty on the unsolved murder. You don't, like, go for um, two that are already solved and accuse him of being involved in four, one of which you don't have a body. And, Hmm. yeah, two of which already have people behind bars. I mean, that's kind of embarrassing as well. And, I mean, that could also be a motive for a murder. Uh, as in, to kill him? Yeah. I mean, why? they? I mean, there's a suicide note in there saying he was innocent as well, which is also bizarre. But, but regardless, like, you and probably a lot of people reading and following this story would be pretty convinced that, yeah this guy did it but it's also a bigger story that he did all three or four rather than just tidy it up with he did this one and the other two were totally unrelated probably wouldn't have gone Wait, outside macedonia it... if it wasn't um all related no 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 but but i i'm just thinking of like okay if uh, there's nothing that, like work on the assumption that they thought like okay we found out this was actually the guy who did all of them yeah then it's convenient that they don't have to go to trial and everything else exactly and they don't need to sort anything with the two people already imprisoned i mean they i'm pretty sure they would have had to sort shit with them well police came out in a statement and said he was guilty of them all yes in a statement but there was no trial he was not convicted hence legally they don't have to do anything yeah, I can see that. I don't know. Out that can, way. can you imagine, like, if you're in jail for the murder of one of these mm-hmm. women, and all of a sudden the police come out and say, "No, this dude is definitely guilty." You're getting your appeal. I don't care how you swing it. You're getting your appeal. Yeah, but and also, if it's widespread belief that this other guy did it, you're gonna win your appeal. Yeah, that doesn't make it better. No. no. Anyway. Um, We've ranted too long. <laughs> yes, we have. That means we probably need to stretch our legs because I, I, I think we've covered it. Like it is really interesting. I might be forcing my angles a bit. Okay. Um. Yeah. Let's let's have a stretch. Let's walk our legs. Mm. Let's get a drink top up. We're getting a top up, and we'll be right back. Okay, Yamatan. How are you doing? Summer has hit the living room. Summer has hit the studio. <clears throat> Summer and inferno and volcano or two. I mean, I'm as happy as a cat sitting on a radiator, but you, you're pretty <laughs> miserable looking. <laughs> you just Sorry. look uncomfortable and warm and like, yeah. Those words are all accurate. Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't. I don't control the heat, but I'm also willing it to keep going. Oh, so, yeah, it's yeah. all your mental capacity keeping the radiator up. Okay, abruptly. Yes, we are indeed. here. We have our drinks. I should top myself up ever so slightly. Oh, um, that was the whole point of the break. What yeah, have you been doing except been for reveling in the basking um, in the warmth? 
<laughs> absorbing the radiation. I'm basically cold-blooded. I have to lie here on the sofa absorbing heat <laughs> until I hit, you know, optimum temperature, which is about another three degrees away. That or death. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Okay. Jonathan. It might be death for me and optimum for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Then we get both. No. We can get you a cold pack. You can sit in some ice. <laughs> anyway, Jonathan. Yes, 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 yes. Tell me your story. I will tell you a story. My story. Well, no, technically, I guess both of our stories, because you already know this story. But we'll see if I might have been able to dig up something you did not know. I'm sure you have. I have faith. <laughs> but it, just for context, so... I was informed right before we started recording that you knew about my crime. Well, probably. I, I've been trying to avoid talking to you since you arrived because I knew it was only a matter of time before this came out. And I thought it would be so much more entertaining if it came out on mic. Mm. But then I, I just couldn't hold it in. Something was said. I got very excited. <laughs> words were yelled quite loudly. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. But, but you said that you, um, you did... A bit of a checkup on this crime as you were researching, but you knew it since before. No, I, I, I've known about this crime for a couple of years, mm -hmm. and I know about That's the Dutch one as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I won't be touching the Dutch one because I have not looked at it at all. So you can, I can give can a bit of info. Combine, yes. Yeah. <laughs> My story, yes, takes place in Poland. Okay, as you well know, I do. I think Poland's awesome, though. Mm, definitely, um, but. Here specifically, it's mm -hmm. in Wrocław. Cool. Sorry, possibly. Sorry, I did try to find a good pronunciation. Um, in the year 2000, yet again, and this is the story of Dariusz Janiszewski, possibly. I am so impressed by your pronunciation and your accent. Well, don't say that because it's probably wrong and then we both lose, but... I don't think anyone's <laughs> listening to us in Poland. Oh, we need to fix that. Yeah, I do. I do agree with you. <laughs> so, back in the year 2000. Yes. Uh, Darius was um, 35 years old. Mm -hmm. He was the owner of a smallish advertising agency. He had a degree in law studies. And he played guitar in an amateur rock band. Yay! Yep. Um, so he, he was generally just like well liked, generally considered to be you know calm, inoffensive, nice guy. Of course, mm. they all are. Well, definitely not all of them, as we will learn in the story. <laughs> but um, Darish was married. So um, back in two thousand, he had been married for eight years. Yeah. You're just smiling and looking. Because I know exactly where this is going and it's so much fun. I am like a child being told a bedtime story and I know exactly what's going to happen. I know where all the scary bits are. Fair enough. And it's kind of wonderful. I'm, I'm really crap with horror movies. So what I do if I absolutely have to watch one, I go into IMDb and read all the parental guidance about all the worst bits and the times that they comes in. So oh, then really? I know, yeah, I know, okay, there's going to be um, suspense, uh, suspenseful music at this point and then there's going to be a loud bang and then something jumps out. So I read all the spoilers there and then I don't get freaked. Well, I still get freaked oh. out. But yeah, that's my strategy for dealing with horror that's movies. I just assumed you were going for like, no, no, read like the plot synopsis and you know, like, okay, no, there no, be a gruesome the death detail. here. but I need the detail. That is granular and I kind me. of love it. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I hate horror movies, but you know, whenever you're like, oh, we're all going to watch this, and I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Anyway. We'll get back on track. <laughs> and um, they, they, so Darius and his wife had had a bit of a rough patch, but like at this point, they'd gotten over it, they'd gotten through it. Everything was looking quite lovely. They were looking to adopt a child together mm-hmm. in spite of um, a rougher history. Um, but on the 13th of November, Darius and uh, Agatha, the wife, woke up and yeah, basically started their day. Um, the wife left a little bit earlier than he did because he wasn't really uh, in a rush to get to work. Yep. He, uh, like I said, he owned his tiny ad agency, but mm-hmm. his mother helped him uh, run it, worked there as well. Okay. And she was usually taking care of the morning stuff. So she was in the office keeping tabs on things. He could take it a bit easy and roll into the office a bit later. Yeah. In the morning, she was working by herself and she answered a phone call to the mm-hmm. office. Uh, it was a man claiming to be a client of theirs and um, the man asked a few questions about the business, like specifics, mentioning, ordering something, maybe billboard-ish, yeah. stuff like that. Billboard-ish. Hey. Ish. <laughs> Billboard-esque. I yeah. Um, oh, I guess you can be on the fence. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a bit, but then I said, like, no, no, I, I can't talk to you about this. I, I need to speak with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he kind of pushed her, but yeah, no, she was fine. Like, okay, here's the number to his uh, mobile phone. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he hung up and called Darius and spoke to him for a bit. Yeah. Don't know what was said, but yeah, business call, presumably. Uh, Darius later came into the office, worked a bit, and later. Now, this is the first point where sources kind of diverge. Mm -hmm. I found two sources in Polish, and yes, this is translated online. But two sources said that there came visitors to the office and basically picked up, uh, as in went in, then Darius uh, basically closed down and said, no, going out on business, and then they got out together. Yeah. Whereas a lot of, um, especially international sources, just say that he probably got a car or he had an appointment and he left by himself. Yeah. But regardless, those left the office. And in spite of the slight weirdness of like the phone call and the supposed clients, uh, one of the weirdest things was that he did not take his car. So that's always strange for car owners that are going a distance well, unless yeah, they're drinking. Yeah. Or if they were driving together with someone. But yeah. even if that was the case, Darius apparently really loved his car to the point that he was driving it really unnecessarily <laughs> to an unnecessary degree. Like whenever he had an excuse, he would get in and drive his car, leaving the car behind even if he, even if he was accompanying someone, yeah. he would have gotten into the car and like driven to show the way or so. Yeah, that did not happen. So that seemed a bit odd. Later that night, Darius didn't return home in the evening. Oh, but his wife and mom were worried. Yeah, especially his wife. So the following day, like first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, Agatha reported him missing to the police. Basically, good as soon as she could. Yeah. And 
Yeah, but then we get the thing that I'm always worried about when we're talking police and missing people. Yeah. They basically said, oh, come on, this is way too early for a report. Like, he's an adult grown man. He's probably out having fun or maybe he got tired of being at home. He's yeah, he's probably sick of you. Fun. What did you do to drive him away, love? Kind hate, of that tone from... I hate these. Yeah. But as far as I can tell, nothing really happened beyond them finally accepting the report at some point. Okay, well, uh, that's at least positive, despite them trying to talk her out of it. Oh, yeah, but the thing is, um, there is a gap because the next big update, let's oh, say... Oh, shit, I have a feeling I know what's going to happen. A month later, so well, oh. the next month at least. It's December, guys. Um, so, um, what about someone? At, like, what if someone needs to call about potentially getting a billboardy type thing? <laughs> Who are they going to speak to? Well, I mean, the mother is covering. No, so. but she she'll just take a message and a phone number or give out a phone number. <laughs> what? Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Go on. <laughs> next month in December. Uh, still same year, three fishermen were setting up along the uh, Odra Lake when one of the three friends kind of noticed something floating along the shore. It wasn't a fish, was it? No, no, no. Uh, they uh, they saw it coming and thought, oh, that's a pretty big log. Good on the log. Okay. Until it drifted closer. Oh, dear. And they saw what they were pretty sure looked like human hair. Oh, dear. And they kind of got some pole or something, pulled it a bit closer, and uh, they had found Darius. Fishermen are quite good with them. Um, they're pretty astute in their observations. It's none of this. It's a mannequin and a wig stuff. It's like, no, that's definitely human hair. Well, that that's a fair point. I, I was actually going to just call back the mannequin thing with like, no, no, that's a log. But yeah, they yeah. saw the hair and seemed... Mm. Wow. Yeah, so they they had found well, the remains of Darius, and um, when it was found, he, he or his body was just dressed in a sweatshirt and underwear. Okay. And he was tied up in the nastier version of a hog tie. I just remembered, yeah, the details mm. of this one. It's pretty bad. I forgot about that when I was assessing whether mine was worse or not. If you're not as well-versed in uh, these uh, rope things, it's basically having your arms tied behind your back, your feet tied together, and then linking that with a rope that is also connected to like a noose around your neck and then tightened so you'll need to be arching your entire body as to not suffocate. Um, Which I can imagine is not a very cozy position. Probably not one I would survive in for too long because I'm not that bendy. No. Mm. You should take up yoga. Oh, I really should. My ceiling height doesn't allow for it at the moment. But Yeah. The body also showed signs of pretty extensive torture. And later during the autopsy, they also revealed that Darius had been starved for several days before he died. Yeah. So it was not like it did not tell a pretty tale. Um, It's an unbelievable way to go. Well, kind of gets worse because like while there was a lot of trauma to the neck and injuries consistent with the strangulation. I know what the cause of death was. 
Yes. Because, it was drowning, wasn't it? Yep, because they found water in his lungs, so he was alive when he was dropped in the river. Which is a whole different level of sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, yes. But, yeah, this was pretty grim, so the police launched a very major ultimately unsuccessful investigation mm-hmm. like they found no evidence neither in the uh, lake the surrounding forest nothing connected to the victim's business or anything yeah. and the Irish appear to have like no enemies no history of illegal affairs or anything related to crime uh, or nothing political either so in the end after six months police police you're right there the police shut down the investigation. Like they, they just couldn't find anything at all. They shut down the investigation. Hmm. It, they, they shelved it, basically. That's pretty grim. Yeah, but like six months, which is then almost seven months since the actual murder. Like, if you're not finding anything... Then you're doing a shit job. Oh, probably, definitely, but... Not entirely sure if they can. I mean, maybe they're themselves. not. Maybe they're not. But like, how often do you have a perfect crime? Yeah, true. Please tell me this ends well. I know how this ends. You know how it ends. In fact, I was about to find something relating to it. Um, oh, no. are you googling my no, crime no, as no, I'm no, talking no. about there, my crime? No, no. Do you know what I? I'll I'll tell you what I'm doing afterwards. I think you'll approve. <laughs> Fair enough. I do trust that. Uh, I trust you. Oh, no. thank you. Over three years later, mm-hmm. well, three years after the murder, the um, the cold case caught the eye of a detective um, called Jacek Wroblewski. Okay. Possibly. He, like, he kind of, uh, like, the, the case had, it was definitely a cold case, it kind of been archived, um, but um, he caught whiff of it and was interested. He hadn't heard as much when the initial investigation was actually going on but so he he dug into it and thought like no okay we'll see if something might have been missed overlooked in the initial investigation yeah and the first thing he kind of got stuck on was the fact that basically none of Darius's belongings had been found apart from the clothes he was wearing when they found him the few clothes so like the rest of his like his other garments uh, were never found. None of the credit cards he had, he had at least two on him, I think, at the time, had been ever been used. And the victim's phone had never been found. That is super weird. Mm. So they had tried in the initial investigation to check and track the, um, basically the phone, as in phone number, as in the SIM card. Yeah. But it was never used again after the day or the hour that Darius disappeared. So um, no tracking, no anything. No. But Wroblewski actually managed to track down the actual phone. because uh, What? That's through, pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so this was definitely trickier back then and in Poland apparently but like they still had the same uh, is it an IMEI uh, number thing okay so it was technically uh, possible so i think he he spoke to the wife who just by pure luck they had kept the receipt and they had wow, the they number had there the IMEI thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he managed to 
find it, there was a person who had bought it through an online auction site. Yeah. So it had been put Whoa. up on the site uh, four days after the murder. No. By a seller with the username Chris underscore B. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. So uh, Robleski did a bit of digging and that was not the hardest bit, but he did manage to find the person who was behind that username. Yeah. A certain Christian Bala. Yep. Which is the name you know. It is. So, uh, not going in too much in his backstory, but he was a former businessman and apparently aspiring academic. Yeah. But so Yeah, he had yeah. like a philosophy degree or something, I think. Yeah, something like that. And he... It was weird because every time I read about his past, especially like when it comes to businesses, it was like every other sentence was like, no, no, but he made a really good business, but he was a horrible businessman. And he was kind of praised for his business, but the business went under. I think it was mostly bad, but he, I know, made some good deals along the way, possibly, but not for sustainable business, at least. Um, But yeah, so he, he got this connection to a Christian Bala. And like, while the phone could have been like, he could have bought it somewhere else, he might have picked it up off the street or so before he put it up for auction. It's four days. It is four days. And it was definitely enough for Roblevsky to just like, no, no, he didn't want to let go yet. He wanted to keep digging. Yeah. So um, Christian at this time spent most of his days uh, abroad, um, either traveling or staying in uh, foreign countries. Yeah. Uh, he mainly made his living like either by publishing articles, I think mostly travel magazines, and uh, by either teaching English or scuba diving, apparently. That's a pretty weird combo. Like Really? Well, I mean, aspiring academic, scuba instructor, English teacher. English. I mean, the, the English teacher kind of fits, and I know, scuba diving, like if you can and if you're certified, I guess that's good money. Is it? I don't know. I guess it is. Good and easy money, probably. Uh, English and scuba diving, yes. So he mostly only came back to Poland to visit his family now and again. Okay. But the Mm. detective soon found out that Christian had, not too long ago, made his debut as an author with the book Amok. Do you know what the rating for Amok is on Goodreads? This I have not checked up. That's what I googled. Oh, oh, please tell me. No, here you go. Um, 2.8. Huh. But it's only got 19 ratings, so I reckon, and most of them are either ones or fives, so I think it's either people <laughs> who are like, this shit is sick, or this shit is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super interesting. <laughs> interesting, interesting. That's yeah. what I googled. Very good. I knew googling. you'd approve. <laughs> I definitely approve. <laughs> uh, no, I I didn't want to look into it because so when the book was released, yeah, it didn't really do that well. No, nope. uh, so it was only released in Polish, and it was yeah not too appreciated. So in general, like I've I've read a bit of a synopsis and some extract. I haven't read the actual thing, um, but from all I can piece together, it's basically like a Mary Sue approach to crime and punishment with more of Christian's own like intellectual political agenda and very much leaning on the shock factor of excessive sex and violence. Sounds about right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And 
well, since we all, I think most of you who don't know this can, you know, deduce in what direction we're going. But regardless, it is in conjunction with the crime. And I'm very certain that the pop, not necessarily popularity, but the the sales for the book probably went up a lot after this entire story. And I thought that most of the sites would be kind of imbalanced afterwards. Okay. Yes. So uh, as the detective was reading through this, this book, he started recognizing more and more details from Darius's murder, from everything from the actual methods from the murder to the, like there was even a point in the book apparently about selling evidence on an auction site. I think it might even oh. have named up the same kind of auction site, but I'm not sure. Dude. Um, there were a lot of similarities. And the main protagonist of the book's name was Chris. Yes. As you know. And it was very, very, very obviously based on Christian's own life. Uh, in so many sections. Um, so <sighs> Robleski just went in for this and he, he like made several copies of the book um, gave out individual chapters to others in his unit for like analysis and scrutiny. <laughs> um, just like having it separate because like he saw all the connections, but he wanted to make sure he wasn't just grasping at things, I suppose. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they even apparently asked a criminal psychologist to analyze the main character to get like an insight into Seriously. Christian's mind, uh, which is interesting approach. But at the same time, like, as much as they found in connection correlation, um, they couldn't, of course, use anything in the book as evidence, basically, because fiction. And um, even though it was very many points that could be you know, drawn parallel between the actual murder, not really as incriminating as, say, a certain journalist straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was enough reasonable doubt for to dismiss the book angle. I'm um, surprised by that. But um, they they try to look more like the, the main thing they also were worried about was since he was abroad that much, they were very careful not to like not talk to any family or anyone that could like tip him off because they didn't want to lose the chance of actually getting him whenever he got back. Yeah. Um, but one of the things they did check, which was very creepy, they did know his account on the auction site, and uh, they checked some history. Like there hadn't been any purchases, but he'd been browsing some, let's say, interesting items, such as a second-hand police manual called "Accidental Suicidal or Criminal Hanging." I what? Yeah. That is so okay. That was apparently a police manual someone put up on sale, which he he checked out. I think he browsed a bit. Similar things. I mean, to be fair, we both, if someone checked out our internet search histories at this point, we're screwed. Yeah, true. Well, not really, though. I mean, just looking at the amount of hours of raw material we have recorded combined with the research notes and the time that would take to do all of that we we don't have any time to do anything on (laughs) pretty much there is no window for us to uh, do any crimes especially not as intricate as the ones we research and i say this as a statement so now we know no one needs to suspect us ever again so uh, as i mentioned the they didn't want to speak to the family because on the 5th of september 
uh, Christian finally came home to visit family, visit Poland, and the police were waiting for him. Um, Christian later actually made a very colourful statement on um, how he was apparently ambushed by like thugs. Uh, he was severely beaten and threatened. He was like forced and duped into thinking that he was going to be executed and buried in a field. Oh, and then they left him in like a police station and then he had more abuse. Uh, but the detective said that that's like complete fiction well, for once. Um, and uh, <laughs> Unlike all the shit before. <laughs> yeah. Suddenly you've become creative and made up an entire story. That's him. Of course, the police said, no, no, he was just properly arrested. No violence when he got back. So they didn't have a strong case at this point And like, they still detained him and tried to do something. And Christian tried to drum up a lot of support, both, uh, well, locally and internationally at some point it seems like um, when it started gaining some traction because he was just pushing that he was being persecuted for being radical and like anti-church and anti some political things um, th there was a lot of back and forth during this initial thing but they, the police finally just cutting through the political nonsense uh, mm -hmm. the police did manage to find a motive also indirectly thanks to the book because they had like several times tried to question um, Christian's at this point ex-wife, mm -hmm. but she had refused to cooperate because, well, possibly some loyalty and like how she's perceived, I suppose. Um, but she was refusing to cooperate until they showed her, let's say, select chapters from the book. Because. Because she had not read it, because he published it after they had separated. Yeah, and, and it was the murder of a woman in the book, right? Uh, not that, actually. What the uh, main thing was, it was specific chapters about Chris's wife <gasps> that were apparently, like, she was apparently so appalled by the similarities and basically the general contents and how it was mashed together that yeah. she did a 180 and like, okay, I'm cooperating with you guys now. <laughs> um, oh, dude. So they actually yeah. got a motive in the end. So apparently Christian had, in spite of like when he was arrested, he claimed like he never met or heard of uh, Darius and like, no, no, he was just writing fiction and they were grasping straws. But Christian had thought that his wife had had an affair with Darish because they definitely knew each other. Uh, according to the wife, they mm -hmm. had met, flirted a bit, but nothing had actually happened yeah. at that point, even though I think both were very tempted, but both were married. They were going through rough patches. But Christian had, I think at one point, hired a private investigator. He had, like, several times confronted her and attacked her while they were still together. Uh. Um, but she still never thought that he was capable of murder or so. That's uh, so, a bit scary. So she had actually, when she heard the news about Dario, she had actually asked him if he had anything to do with it. And what did he say? Well, he denied it. Okay, well, that's better than... She actually than... believed him. Oh, no, no, he, he didn't confess to her. So no, he, no, no, it's did. better than, like, giving the look of... And what if I did? Why do you care? Are you interested? Yes. In, are you in love with him? Like, okay, well... Oh, I didn't even go there. Yeah, that's... Oh, that's where I that's, go with it. That's so bad. But that's also classic. Yeah, I guess. <sighs> Yeesh. Ugh. Yeah. 
but but to her he denied it but she was still providing this information like no no okay that he was definitely lying about he definitely knew who this was and had been violent in conjunction with that um so in the end there was a very public trial there was a lot of noise on all sides but it went through and Mm -hmm. christian was sentenced to 25 years in prison i don't think that's long enough I just this, don't think it's anywhere near long enough. It's tricky with punishments, and especially since there are things. So uh, I'm not sure what update you read last, but there was also an appeal made. Okay. In 2007. Oh, dear. I, that was 10 years ago. Okay. Um, where they demanded a retrial, which they actually got. Shit. So Christian got a retrial. He got a second trial. Okay. Through, where he was found guilty. Okay. And sentenced to continue his jail term with no reduction. Well, that's Which good. is something. I, I was worried when I read about the retrial. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they should have at least upped his sentence for time wasting. Do you know how much a trial costs? True. Well, hopefully he got stuck with the bill at least. I don't um, think that's how it works. Yeah. Bill for his own lawyers. That's something, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I I do not know, but um, no. So he is he is still in prison, and it does not look like it's it'll change. I did find it kind of interesting because, of course, I found this crime because of the whole like, oh no, he confessed. Well, he he spoiled his crime, or he uh, incriminated himself through a book and all that. And I also found that there was a lot of uh, a lot of reporting in this had slightly different angles but a lot of them try to like blow up the book's um significance yeah uh, basically just pushing that uh, um yeah no the, the the police had nothing until like some stories say like no there was an anonymous tip called in saying like oh no you should check out this book and they read it and they were like oh uh, some said that it was like internet discussion forum about I, the book. I read and then, the internet uh, discussion forum and yeah, that's yeah. where it kicked off. Is it bullshit? Uh, it's just unconfirmed. That is definitely unconfirmed. And as far as I can check and the Polish sources that I actually looked up as well, uh, they're all very much like, no, 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 this detective checked and found the phone and first had a link to him. So it didn't start with the book, basically. I thought the other thing was they find in the phone records that um, Mr. Mm. Men, author guy, called mm-hmm. Darius, and he was the one on the phone. So um, during that call, uh, they couldn't be completed because that call was placed from a phone booth, which was right, um, basically right next to his office. Oh, creepy. Yeah. Uh, there were some other w- which they confirmed the rest of the story when they checked like uh, uh, phone phone logs between like the uh, ex-wife and Darius and between them after that during the incidents as well. Yeah. But talking about creep factors, mm-hmm. when he was arrested, uh, Christian was pretty, let's say, very very annoyed. Uh, apart from the whole arrested thing, but the police had confiscated and locked up his computer. Oh. Which, since he was in prison, he kind of demanded that back because he was in the middle of working on his second book. Oh, dude. (gasps) 
Please tell me it wasn't like, oh, continue. <laughs> so sharp. Um, so uh, nothing more happened, but the police went through his computer very thoroughly. Yeah. They found uh, the start of the manuscript and a lot of, they call it research. And it is very widely believed and a lot of it indicated that he was basically planning to do a second murder to wrap the next book around or no. vice versa, I guess. But yep, that won't happen at least. So that's something. Well, I'm pretty sure they will keep an eye on his um, publication and plans whenever he get out as well. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's my story, which you already knew, but I gave you a little bit no, of extra you, tidbits. You, you um you added all sorts of extra stuff I didn't know about. Hmm. Very nice job. I'm glad, I'm glad. As someone who knew the story, you did a better job than my brain did. Oh. <laughs> Your brain's good. Come I on. um Yeah, I have I have no further questions. Should we get a drink? I think we should get a drink. Because I don't remember any more details and I think we're pretty good. On the saddle, we'll we'll get a drink. You had an idea. I liked it. We'll keep yeah. it circuit. Yeah. Until in a moment. Okay. <gasps> and we're back. We are back, and we have the drink of the week. Yeah. Which is a. We're doing a, a version of the classic Hemingway cocktail this week, mm. and it's called the late Hemingway mm-hmm. because there's no juice in it other than lime juice. Well, there's there's no grapefruit juice. There's grapefruit liqueur in it because <laughs> why not? Everyone needs it a bit stronger. I mucked around with the proportions a little bit as well. Okay. So stronger, better uh, for running off with. Double measure of three-year-old white rum. Mm-hmm. Single measure of uh, pink grapefruit liqueur, single measure of maraschino liqueur, mm. and a bit over half a lime per person, and a little bit of sugar. Hmm. Do love me the lime. Cheers. Cheers. If I reach. There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Oh, I made a very citrusy sour face, but ooh, that's that perks you up. Yeah. In spite of the extra strength, because you can feel that as well, but hmm. above all, tasty. It is tasty. Um, While we're drinking this, shall I tell you about the the Dutch one? Oh, yes, yes. You you know more about that one, so you can uh, tie it in. Okay. Um, (laughs) In researching crimes this week, I, of course, rediscovered yours (laughs) and realized, I bet this is his, and ended up down a bit of a... A Google hole that ended in me reading about the Dutch one, and the Dutch one um, is often brought up in conjunction with your case. It's mm. it's um, it's not as well known, but basically, this guy, his wife died, she was killed, mm. and he wrote a book entitled, I think it translated to something like seven ways I could have killed my wife or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then he shopped around for a publisher, but the thing was just, it wasn't very good. And it was excessively gruesome. And yeah. Generally seen as in pretty bad taste. Yeah. I think was the consensus as well. Yeah. And um, so he didn't get a publisher for it. And um, police could never get him on the murder because his 
dodgy as it was, they, there was no evidence linking them. Mm. But they lived way out in the sticks. So they lived in the countryside. And then he decided in, I think, also 2007 to yes. move to Amsterdam. Yes, I remember And this. he sold this house that he'd shared with his wife. Mm. And they'd never found a body. And all of a sudden they find the body under the concrete in the house. Yeah, they were like the new people who moved in yeah. were going to do some renovations and they dig out the concrete and find yeah. a wife. Yeah, not not what you want to find underneath the floorboards. Not quite, no. Or under the concrete. But yeah, mm. that was the Dutch one. That was That's pretty much all I have. Um, mm. I can't even remember how long he was uh, sent to prison for or anything. No, I, it, as you told it, I did get the flashes from just skimming the um, the synopsis of the murder, if you will. But I chose not to dig into it in case uh, we were either doing a parallel thing or so. But uh, yeah, that's similar. And like in my mind, I know there has been, like there has to have been more of these where like killers basically chronicle their up to then unsolved crimes. But um, I, I was surprised there weren't more like this. Mm-hmm. I'm I think surprised. there has to be more. They just haven't been caught. Oh, I've, you've you've seen Basic Instinct, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. Really? With the well, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, with her and the killing and the silk scarves, and you really think I'd be stupid enough to write about it or to yeah, kill yeah. someone the way I wrote about it in my book? True. Someone's obviously trying to frame me. Mm. Like that was cool. That is the well. If we're talking like a better, more strategic approach, is writing before you do it, I guess. Yeah. Because now you say frame job. Anyway, um, I am enjoying the rum. Oh, I love rum. Mm. Anyway, um, we should say for a while because it's really fucking late. We should. Uh, Tuesday's almost over, but uh, we're really happy that you came and listened. Uh, if you like us, please take a moment, rate and view us, write a really cozy review, and we will be all giddy and read it on air. We'll be super psyched. Mm. Um And you can also help us out by telling one other person who you think would enjoy this podcast all about this podcast. That would be super cool as well. Well, don't spoil it. Just say that we exist and they should listen to us. And since these people love you, they will listen to you and take it to heart. And then everyone will get to enjoy this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Good job, honey. (laughs) Oh, I'm not good at the pitching, sorry. As usual, you can uh, give us a shout on Twitter at Crime by the Bar. We love it when you do that. Um, There have been some super fun interactions the last week or two. Um, I really enjoyed someone was asking where my accent is from. Um, It's a very good question. I have a bit of a mongrel of an accent. So if you want to know where it's from, check it out on Twitter. We answer the questions there. If you have more hard-hitting questions, please send them our way. And if you have really, really long questions, uh, too long for a tweet, send an email to crimebythebar at gmail.com. Do that. It's awesome. We love them. We read Mm. them. We read them. We drink. We enjoy. We discuss them. Mm. We also do requests. So if you have any drink requests or crime requests, send Mm -hmm. them our way. Um, And that's it for for this Tuesday. We hope you have a good one. And we'll see you on Friday. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week. Have a great week and bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm uh, thinking about Spice World again. Oh, Spice World's fucking amazing. It is brilliant. Oh, I need to find a way of buying it. There's probably plenty of ways. Yeah.
Okay. I'm going to see if I can buy it. VHS, DVD, No, I have the VHS. I had. I don't know if I ever threw it out because I, you know, I, (laughs) do you know the color of the VHS was like this mad lime green? I did not know that. Yeah, it was. Spice World is the shit. (laughs) Um... But it was so good. It was so good on so many levels. I rewatched it recently and it was like, oh, this is a film that just never disappoints. <laughs> it's genius. It has everything. It has aliens, it has feminism, it has singing, it has outfits. <laughs>